I brought some mail Boom! What's up? Welcome in, everybody. I am Andrew Britton, host of Red, White, and True Podcast. And this is going to be the second edition of the Rant of the Day, which is a segment that we kind of decided that maybe we should do because I constantly have all these things rolling around in my head that don't make it onto podcast episodes because they're not necessarily within any particular structure of a topic for a podcast episode or whatever it may be, but it's these things that just constantly roll around in my head. And we thought it might be a good thing to actually put some of these things out to deliver some of the short segments that I've been promising that I would deliver some shorter episodes and haven't really delivered on that. So we thought this might be a a good avenue to try to deliver some of those things. But one of the things that's constantly rolling around in my head that I heard one point in time, and I, I can't remember who the poet is, but I heard a quote from a poet that says, may we be blessed to live in interesting times. And if that be the gauge, then we are very, very blessed. What a load of rubbish. Because times are very, very interesting. And sometimes I'm not sure if that's actually a good thing or a bad thing. But based on that definition, we are very, very blessed. Because there's some interesting stuff going on in the world. And it eats at me and it burns me to my core sometimes. And... For what I have promised today, I will tell you this much. For those of you who tune into the podcast because you want to hear the woes of the world and, oh my goodness gracious, we're in the end times and this country's lost its mind and we have no idea what direction we're actually moving in, we're aimless, we have no leadership and all of those types of problems. Well, there is some of that. There's probably more of that for you than the the opposite of that. Stop it! But I do promise on this one that I will end this with a positive message, a positive direction about America and where we can take this country. Really? So if you guys will sit back and listen in here with me on this particular episode of Rant of the Day on Red, White, and True Podcast, I think we can get into some stuff here quickly, a couple of quick topics, and then my rant that I think will maybe satisfy all the different spectrum of listeners out there, except for if maybe you are a hardcore, devout, progressive liberal. Other than that, this may not be the place for you. But actually, it might actually be the place for you because you may actually learn the truth about what all the people who you support aren't telling you. So, all right, let's kick into it. Let's get into this thing. Let's go. The system is a lie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about the truth. And the sad thing is, is that as politics have really gotten insane in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, or roundabouts that, to play that clip is actually so unbelievably true. It it really is crazy true. The more I read, the more I watch, the more data I look at, and the numbers and statistics that I look at, and the way that my brain analyzes these things, looking for patterns, to give me explanations for what the hell's actually going on, based on what the government's telling us and what the the people that are supposed to be in charge are telling us, it has become more and more evident to me that the system is a damn lie. Of course. This whole representative democracy that we are supposed to be living in, it really is superficial at this point. Things have gotten so toxic and so swampy in Washington 
that they have degraded the system that we actually live in. I mean, for God's sakes, this let me just roll off a couple of the crises that we currently have going on, many of which are self-imposed. Because our leaders are stupid. Our politicians are stupid. I mean, for God's sakes, the immigration issue. We need a massive immigration reform in which we create an immigration policy that allows us to allow people to apply for immigration based on merit and qualification so that we can bring skilled workers into this country from other countries around the world that can and want to contribute to this country in professions and positions that we actually need. I mean, God forbid, that would be a truly remarkable, just groundbreaking immigration technique, right? Stop it. That's madness. Actually bring people into the country that we need badly in places that we need them. I mean, that doesn't seem that complicated. But in order to do that, you have to secure the border. And the border's a nightmare. Fentanyl is an absolute disaster, killing close to 100,000 Americans, mostly young people, in these devastating, tragic ways every single day. Taxes are ridiculous. Inflation is out of control. Food costs, out of control. Food security. We are running up on a food security issue in this country. And this administration is doing nothing at all. Baby food. For God's sakes, we had a baby food crisis. And we still do. Almost a year later. Our government is so inept they can't solve a baby food crisis. That's bad math. We've got chemical and food plants all over this country blowing up and burning down. Does this not seem shocking to anybody because I have seen an unbelievable pattern lately of these plants burning down. It is insane. The economy as a whole, it's a disaster. We're walking ourselves into nuclear world in World War III. Don't be stupid. Crime. China, for God's sakes, that's a whole list within itself. And then, I don't know if you guys saw this lately, but Bernie Sanders was on Bill Maher's show And he was asked a very specific question, especially as it relates to socialism, as Bernie Sanders is a socialist, self-proclaimed. Bernie Sanders is asked by Bill Maher, what is his difference between equality, in which our country was founded on, and equity? And Bernie says, well, in in my belief, I think that uh, uh, equality is equal opportunities from from the beginning. And Bill Maher's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, what's what's equity? And Bernie can't answer it. He, he doesn't even know how to explain it. And Bill lays it out for him. He says, well, isn't equity equal outcomes, equal results at the end? And Bernie says, oh, oh yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Come again. Well, he tells you right there, equity, this whole equity nonsense they're pushing, it is socialism. 100% socialism and communism. They are looking for equal outcomes no matter how hard you work, no matter what your skills are. No matter how much you've earned it or not earned it, they want to take and share the wealth, which is a total fallacy, amongst the entire public. No matter if you've earned it or not. Free giveaways. How much is that? Just like New York City's giving 20 plus thousand dollars away to the BLM rioters from 2020 in New York City because they rioted and the police used tear gas on them and that hurt their feelings. So New York City is going to give them $20,000 plus a piece further incentivizing people to riot because not only do they get to riot and tear stuff down like they really want to do, but now they get paid for it. That's nice. I mean, this is a completely, completely maddening situation, but there's also this report that came out that I thought was really, really critical 
to share with you guys. You guys, there's a guy named Edward Dowd. He wrote a book called called Cause Unknown, and it's related to COVID, COVID, COVID-19 and the COVID vax. And it's about the death rates that we've seen from 2020 moving forward. And this guy's a Wall Street guy. He's not really in the medical field. He's not in the medical field at all, but he understands numbers and patterns. So he started analyzing the data because a lot of the stuff that he was hearing coming out of the government just didn't make any sense. It sounded like a lot of the scandals and cover-ups that he had experienced in Wall Street with the dot-com bubble and then the 2008 crash. He heard a lot of the same kind of rhetoric, a lot of the same kind of talking points. That's a mystery. So he starts to look into this, and he attacks this from a very Wall Street perspective, which is he starts looking at companies that would profit, that would benefit from more people dying, like insurance companies and funeral homes. And so he, he's able to acquire some data as he creates an organization that really digs into this situation. And he finds something that's really remarkable here. So in 2017, the number of deaths that we had in this country were 2.8 million. 2018, about the same. 2019, about the same. 2020, small spike. COVID hits, small spike. 2021, the third and fourth quarters of 2021, saw a 40% increase against pre-pandemic levels between the ages 18 and 64, working age people, okay? This was described as a 10% increase would be a one in 200 year event, a 10% increase. This was a 40% increase. That's crazy, Tom. Which is unbelievably off the charts. So you guys, I got another piece of information here. Denmark, Denmark was one of the most vaccinated countries on the face of the planet. Their vax rate was extremely high, well into the 90s. Denmark from 20 to 21 and 21 to 22 has seen increases in death rates at a very increased level amongst all age groups. And they vaccinated almost their entire public. You guys, I'm not telling you right now what to do as it relates to the vaccine or the shot, as I call it. But I can tell you this. The numbers and the data are staggering. They are being hidden from us, and they are intentionally not being talked about. I can tell you, I will not get anywhere near a COVID shot or a COVID booster for the rest of my life, and likely not an mRNA technology vaccine either, which is sad because the mRNA technology probably does have a lot to offer to us, but it has been so misused and mismanaged in this particular situation, and then they compounded that by lying to us that many people fall into the same category as myself. They just don't trust it. You're a huge embarrassing failure. And you guys, at the end of the day, you got to make medical decisions for yourself. Go talk to your doctor. But I'm just telling you, I don't trust it at all. And the numbers bear out that belief. True. So please be careful. But moving on here is I really want to get into my real rift here, which is prosperity. And yes, I understand before I get into it, that prosperity is really a word that is more related to wealth, to financial terms, okay? But so much of prosperity, what comes with prosperity, is the comfort and happiness and enjoyment that you get from being a prosperous person. And there's no reason why this country shouldn't be the most prosperous country in the world. By far and away, way outdoing GDP gains and prosperity for our citizens, 
well and above anybody else on the entire face of this planet. But our government is holding us back. Of course. And as it relates to this, there was a document released from the Biden administration that talks about how they know one of the major pieces of their agenda and their ideology and one of the major decisions that they've made that has caused inflation and caused pain and suffering for the American people is energy. And there was a document released, leaked recently, that shows that it's not an accident that they've done this. And they're not oblivious to the outcomes. They know what the outcome is of doing what they're doing in energy. Here's a clip from Fox News with Rachel Campos Duffy talking on Fox and Friends weekends in the morning. So I want you guys to listen to this clip and then we'll come off the backside of this with the rest of my prosperity rift. And why do we not hear any Republican candidates or any candidates for that perspective going into the 2024 election? Because we're coming right up on that on election season now. Why the hell is nobody laying out a real plan for prosperity? But listen to this. Listen to this clip as it relates to Joe Biden, his administration and energy and what they know they are doing. The Biden administration admission. A leaked internal memo shows the Department of Interior is moving ahead with higher royalty fees, despite admitting that charging fossil fuel companies less would provide greater energy security. Energy Research Fellow at the Heartland Institute, Linnea Lucan, joins us to react. The Biden administration is willing to trade in energy security, national security, for climate change, which we're not even sure makes a big difference. There is a lot more downstream impact than just gasoline for your car. Regarding the food prices issue, last year alone, because of how high gas prices were. Farmers were paying between 200 and 300 percent more for fertilizer. Here's Senator Manchin reacting to this leaked memo. Here's what he has to say. It's a quote. I'm crystal clear that this administration is literally putting their radical climate agenda ahead of the needs of the people of Alaska and the United States. Whether you think that there is a pending climate crisis or not, you have to balance that with ability to make our own fuel. In England, their priority prioritizing climate change over food security. Um, So they have this net zero policy, which is hindering farms. It's discouraging food production, saying you can't use synthetic fertilizers or limiting land use. Do you think it will come to the United States? There's a coalition of about 80 Democrats who are trying to put a bunch of climate stuff into the farm bill, which will add a bunch of funding towards paying farmers to reduce their emissions and also set aside land instead of planting on it for wilderness and ecological preservation. Right. They absolutely know what they are doing. And I want to give you guys a little bit of homework here so you can see what the ultimate result of these kinds of policies are. So go look up Sri Lanka. Last year, Sri Lanka, their entire government fell, crumbled. The people rose up, had a revolution and literally took back the government. They went in and they killed all of the people in charge of the government because they implemented a policy very, very similar to what the Biden administration is doing. Is it true? Primarily because the Western countries, including us primarily, enforced ESG standards on them and forced them to stop using fertilizers that actually work for their crops. So they had a food shortage. Then Because the cost of energy went up so far, they had massive inflation. Nobody could afford to buy anything. And then when it got to that point, they had stagflation. They had such starvation and poverty 
that it broke their country. They fell. And this is the exact same policy that the Biden administration is implementing on us right now. Come on, man. And they also continue to feed us this lie about taxes, right? So just so you know, with about a 30-second commie Google search, you can find out what is actually happening with taxes. So the Biden administration tells us they need to increase taxes. Oh, we got to increase taxes. Please give me money. Okay, well, we got to increase taxes on the rich. Well, just so you know, the top 1% of taxpayers, which is anybody making about $550,000 a year or more, pay a tax rate of about 26%, which is eight times the tax rate of the bottom half of the tax bracket. I'll say that again eight times the tax rate of the bottom half of the tax bracket, okay? Here's another one they don't want you to know about. They don't want you to look for this stuff. They think you're too dumb to look for it, even though you can find it in a 30-second search on Google, even though that's a commie search engine. They can still give you the results. Google will still give you the results. Here you go. 10%, the top 10% of earners paid 74% of income taxes collected by the federal government. The top 10% of earners paid 74% of income taxes collected by the federal government. And just so you know, the Biden administration and the Democrats keep telling us we need to increase taxes so that they can continue their spending spree. They want to be able to pay for their spending spree. Okay? They want to continue the COVID spending bonanza. But here's the problem. What they don't tell you is that we have decades and decades and decades of data that show if you increase taxes, tax revenue coming into the government goes down. Come again. If you decrease taxes, tax revenue going into the federal government goes up. And it seems like a bit of a contrary data set, but this is why that happens. Because rich people do pay taxes. And the reason why revenue into the federal government goes up when taxes go down is because that allows the rich people to hire people to do jobs in which they pay them for. And then those people go out and buy stuff with the money that said rich people paid them for doing jobs because the rich people have more money. So they build their businesses, they start new businesses, and they hire people. Do you have any money? So they are totally lying to you about the entire tax system and what they want to do with their energy policies, where that's going to lead to, and their tax policies and where that's going to lead to. It's going to lead to nothing but poverty and suffering for us, the American people. Let me tell you why I suck. So as we come off the back of that, let's talk about prosperity. And why are we not hearing from any candidates about a prosperity plan? This is one of the most non-political issues. Everybody cares about the economy. Everybody cares about their bank account. Everybody cares about all of that stuff. It's a non-partisan issue. And the facts and the data are there for us to see. And this makes me so irritated as we talk about prosperity in this country and this country's ability to lift itself to places that we never thought imaginable. So if you ask me, which nobody's going to, but it is my damn podcast. So I'm going to tell you based on information that I have gotten from very, very, very smart economists, things that I have read 
and data that I've studied about how prosperity works as it relates to government policy, okay? Here's what I think we should be hearing from people because these will lead to direct prosperity for the American people. I guess that's your theory. To levels at which we never thought were possible. Here's like the top five things, okay? Reduce taxes, reduce taxes, reduce taxes, reduce taxes, and oh yeah, cut and slash taxes. The Trump tax cuts have been so successful that even though they were projected to pay for themselves over a four-year period, they actually paid for themselves in less than two years. They also have the federal government collecting higher tax revenues than ever in the history of the federal government. I'll say that again. The Democrats want to get rid of the Trump tax cuts. It's not because they're not bringing money into the government. We are setting record numbers for tax revenue into the federal government each year, year after year after year from the Trump tax cuts. They don't have a revenue problem. They have a spending problem. Quit playing with your dinghy. Which brings us to the next thing. Cut spending. And then cut spending some more. And then cut spending some more. And then cut the damn federal government. They were never intended to be as big and all-powerful as they are now. The Democrats love this because it gives them the authority through their bureaucratic institutions to control our lives. To tell us, oh, you're not allowed to have free speech, that's hate speech. To, oh, let me use one of these big credit card companies to monitor what purchases you're making. To try and take your rights away. The Democrats love this, but it's killing us. And it's stealing our constitutional freedoms. We should not allow this to continue. We need to not only cut spending and cut redundant regulations in which the Biden administration has implemented over 300 regulatory policies since he came in, costing the government an estimated somewhere in the hundreds of billions of dollars. Oh my God. Just on his regulations, costing us that money, costing businesses that money, costing that money going back into your pocket. Okay, so those are primary things that we need to do. And as it relates to shrinking the federal government, not just from a cost perspective, but from a freedoms perspective, we have, let's look, let's just look at the intelligence agencies or the federal law enforcement administrations, FBI, CIA, DHS, ATF, HSA, ATF. Why do we need 6,000 different federal law enforcement agencies? to control us and threaten us and threaten our freedoms further and further every day. You're naughty. I'm not saying we need to just cut programs and get rid of them because they do serve purposes, but let's do some consolidation here. And let's also do some evaluations on where there's some wasteful spending. And maybe we have a whole lot of jobs that probably aren't necessary jobs. What were you doing? I'm not a fan of cutting jobs and people being out of jobs, but when taxpayers pay for those jobs, it's a totally different thing. We have to shrink the federal government. We have to do it. You guys, if the federal government would get the hell out of our ways as American citizens with free market capitalism and a free society, a constitutional republic, we could reach heights that they never, ever, ever dreamed was possible. These are good things. We have never been totally set free, ever. If we could get set free in the most effective way possible, most realistic way possible from the federal government, 
and get out of our way, we could have the ability and opportunity without being regulated to death to create, to innovate, to solve the whatever climate issue is that they say we have going on. Yes, the climate is changing because that's called geology and that's called meteorology. And that's because the earth has always done this from the very beginning. Tell it like it is. We have had times in this on this planet that CO2 levels have been far, far higher than they are right now. And temperature was much lower. We choose truth over facts. So don't believe the climate zealots when they tell you, oh, we got to cut carbon emissions. Oh, we got to cut carbon emissions because that'll save the climate. That's not true. They don't know that. They don't know what all the factors are as it relates to climate. They don't know what all the things are that affect climate. And they don't know to what level those factors affect climate. So if you ever got a chance to speak to one of these big climate engineers or these big climate scientists that tell you all this stuff that create these models for the climate as it relates to CO2, and you ask them, how exactly does CO2 affect the climate? They would tell you they don't know, or you would get a really roundabout answer that basically says, I don't know, because they don't know. Can't you stop lying? But yes, the climate is changing because it always has changed. It always has changed. That's why in the 70s, it was global cooling. Then that was wrong. Then they changed it to global warming. Then that was wrong. And so now they just changed it to climate change. So every time it rains outside, they can say, see, climate change. Told you guys. That is fact check fault. Despite the fact that less people are dying from climate events than ever in human history. Well, uh, since we've become an industrialized civilization, we are reducing the amount of climate deaths that we have. So they are destroying prosperity in, econ- in the economy for nothing. If they simply reduced energy costs on us, if the Biden administration could just bring it on themselves to do that one thing. Oh, no, I probably best I don't. And open up the energy markets. They would reduce inflation and they would reduce the cost burden on us for food, gasoline, and just about everything else. Because about 80% of your life the products that you buy, the things that you use in your life, they are created and made out of petroleum products, which come from oil. So if the Biden administration gets rid of oil, I don't know how the hell they think they're actually going to keep the American economy going, much less the world economy. So I would love to see and hear an argument for prosperity, for prosperity for the American people. Set us free. Set us free to innovate and create and start companies, we would reach levels that we never thought were imaginable. This country is so blessed by God. That's true. We have gotten through so many things that most other countries wouldn't have stood a chance to get through. But we have. The Revolutionary War, the Civil War, the War of 1812, for God's sakes, World War II. I mean, you guys, we have gotten through some really difficult things. And we can do it again, but we have to get the federal government out of our way. Slash taxes, make the Trump tax cuts permanent, make the adjustments on the Trump tax cuts that need to be made to allow for further prosperity on reduced taxes. Allow the American people to have more money in their pocket. They will then interact with the economy more. That will then build the economy. It will also allow people to start businesses, build homes, buy cars, do all these things that is the American dream. I'd love that. 
allow us to live the American dream. Get out of our way. Slash the federal government. Obviously, we need environmental standards, the EPA. That is a necessary organization, but they shouldn't be controlling our lives. They should be making sure we don't negatively impact the environment, that we're not polluting like crazy. Okay? We should be responsible in the manner in which we create energy. But understand, if we follow the Biden administration and what they're doing with fossil fuels right now, we are actually going to cause our CO2 emissions to go up in the next couple of years. Really? In which it's been going down for many, many years because of things like natural gas and carbon sequestration and the things that we do to more effectively and more safely burn fossil fuels to create energy to then provide cheaper and more cost-effective energy for the American people, which allows us to be more prosperous. I mean, this doesn't seem like rocket science, not to mention the fact that we need to have that prosperity so that we can create that tax income base so that we can start to rebuild some of our infrastructure, in particular, our electrical infrastructure and our travel, our transportation infrastructure. There's so much that needs to be done, and we can do all of this, but they need to unleash prosperity amongst the American people. Get out of our way, federal government. Shut up and listen to my order. Not to mention the fact, you guys, that they are starving, squashing, and stomping on our rights. Think about this. The way the federal government is operating right now, they are operating more like China in the way they are trying to control people, control people's rights, in the way that DOJ and FBI are acting against the American people, especially conservatives whom they don't agree with, they are acting more like China than the way the United States is supposed to act. We are moving closer to a China direction with their social credit scores and their vaccine passports and their total security state, totalitarian security state, in which they monitor everything that we do. Now smile, you look terrified. I mean, you guys, we have to slash the government, slash spending, reduce taxes, reduce taxes, reduce taxes, and set the American economy free. And we will hit places that people never thought was possible. We will be that shining city on the hill. In fact, we will be the shining city on the hill that the shining city on the hill is looking up at. We can do amazing things in this country. The people are amazing. The freedoms that this country gives to us is amazing. The opportunities that this country gives to us is beautiful. It is blessed. It is an amazing thing. But we can only do this together. And if the federal government gets out of our way. Yes! And I know it wasn't a real in-depth look at economic prosperity and getting into the real economic data, but I'm sorry, you guys, as much as I understand that side of things, it doesn't seem like a real invigorating topic to get into just total numbers. So I wanted to lay out a a really basic plan for being able to provide prosperity. But I want to close with this. Our government, the Democrats in particular, they are trying to divide us using this CRT and this DEI and this identity politics nonsense. And there is a disturbing level of videos coming out of minority people assaulting white kids at school and walking down the street and wherever they may be because they're white. You know exactly what I mean. 
and because they've been told that those white people are bad oppressors. And instead of getting an education at school, they're getting an indoctrination. This is heading us down a very, very dark path. And we need to understand one thing. We are not white. We are not black. We are not brown. We are not yellow. We are not striped or polka dotted or whatever the hell it is. We are Americans. Racist. And that's it. Nothing else matters. The content of your character, what kind of a person you are inside. Criminals go to jail and they should be punished accordingly. We cannot allow the law-abiding citizens in this country to be attacked and stalked by those who refuse to abide by the law. And I also want to say this, you guys. Look around the world. Look around the world. Because I know that the Second Amendment is a very hot-button issue for whatever reason. Primarily, I think, because most people don't understand it. So what are you saying? Take a look around the world at some of the most third-world countries, some of the most oppressed civilizations on the face of the planet. The people are in charge. The people who are in charge are the people with the guns. It's an unfortunate fact of human nature. It really is. It's an unfortunate fact of human nature. We have this unfortunate tendency to do bad, mean things to each other. But in those situations, it is the people with the guns that have the power. Given all the oppression and all the stomping on the Constitution that the Obama, or that the Obama administration, the Biden administration have been doing to us, does it make you wonder at all why they want to get rid of our Second Amendment? Shut up. It's been said that the Second Amendment was an amendment thrown into the Constitution that wasn't very well debated, well discussed, or well thought out. That is not true. That amendment was spoken about in depth as much or more than any other amendment because they understood this very simple thing that I just said. The people with the guns have the power. And if only one side has the guns, they are in power. And it is very, very easy to oppress you. Guns and the Second Amendment provide us a certain level of freedom. Not only from our government oppressing us, but any other country trying to walk into the United States in some type of a war situation and oppress us too. Because they know that the American citizens have guns. So they're not just fighting against soldiers. It would be American citizens defending themselves also. And the Founding Fathers understood this. People with the guns have the power. Do not give your power away. But I'd be remiss if I didn't make some kind of comment about this before we jump off of this thing. Because around 2020, when all the crazy election stuff was going on, that was an insane election with COVID and the way that that election was held. My wife said over and over and over again, she had all these conspiracy theories that at the time I thought were conspiracy theories. And I thought, well, that seems a little bit too far-fetched to be true. I guess that's your theory. And one of those things just so happened to be that she thought and said that if you really wanted to get Trump out based on how well things were going, the only way that you could get him out was to do something like releasing COVID-19. And we're going to learn a lot more about that as hopefully some of these documents become declassified and we learn more about the origins of COVID and how and why that happened. But I do have to say, back in 2020, I was very skeptical to believe these things. But the further that we've moved forward, 
it turns out more and more of these things that my wife said that I thought were crazy off-the-wall conspiracy theories are actually true. So let's buckle in and see what these unclassified documents tell us from COVID. Hopefully, if Joe Biden actually signs that legislation to declassify that stuff. Oh, no, I probably best I don't. Let's see. But I got a sneaking feeling. Something feels like the Chinese really hated Donald Trump, too, because he was holding their feet to the fire. And so they may actually just have actually done that. Just just saying, just wondering, just thinking out loud. But I wanted to say something about that before we jumped off of here. Wrong is right. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to my rant. Follow us on social media. Websites rwtrue.com. Find us, follow us on Twitter at rw underscore true. Find us on Truth Social at rwtrue. And find us on Facebook at Red, White, and True Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. I'm going to start bringing you more content, this kind of stuff, moving forward. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I really appreciate you being a part of this. If you have any topics that you'd like to hear on a rant, email it to me. You can get to me through the website, rwtrue.com. You guys are the best. I love providing this message. Talk about this stuff with your friends. Talk about this stuff with your family. But always, always, always remember, the road to progress is paved in facts. Boom. God bless America. God bless America. I love America.